take a time machine back to before the world went to hell. Around the year 2000. Like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And continue the conversation on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you're cool enough, join the show on Patreon for exclusive bonus content, specials, and early access to a longer, uncensored, less than 2,000 experience. And now, Less Than 2,000 with Adam Wentz and Chad Bischoff. Less Than 2,000. Now part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. Remember when you said, well, it's not like we're ever going to do an episode on Everclear. (laughs) And here we are now getting ready to talk about Everclear. My, how the times change. (laughs) We're never going to do an episode on Everclear. (laughs) You're right. So let me give you a little bit of background. Everclear is a brand name is a brand name of a rectified spirit, also known as grain alcohol, produced by the American company Luxco. It is made from grain and is bottled at 60%, 75%, 95% alcohol by volume. Due to its market prevalence... Wait, you're you're trying to get my attention? Well, no, I was going to let you finish, but I, I think there may have been some miscommunication here. What? I wasn't talking about the booze. I was talking about the band. Oh, crap. You mean you did um, all of your notes and research on booze? Uh, well, you, you said Everclear. I didn't think we'd ever have to talk about it. Are you you're talking about the band from the mid to late 90s? Yeah, and believe it or not, as I recently found out, had an album 2015 and many in, in post-2000, which if we, we can somehow guide this conversation with your <laughs> lack of knowledge into having a real conversation that we can actually share with everybody. Um, yeah, we're still only going to focus on everything from 95 and 90, 97. You know, 95's Sparkle and Fade and 97's So Much for the Afterglow. We won't get into anything else. Oh, okay. So, I yeah, I was wondering how we are going to do a half hour on, on grain alcohol. But, okay, so we're talking about the band. I Now, I can, I just, just watch me wing it now. No, you know, we were talking, we were putting together season two, the first part of season two topics, and, and we were discussing, like, you know, eventually we're going to need to do a topic that's, like, not our favorite thing. Like, we just need For to sure. branch out because we, there's, we're running out of Terminator 2s and Fresh Princes of the world. We, and, and, I, and I was always saying, Chad, I will never run out of things from the 80s and 90s that I want to talk about. But for the sake of expanding our horizons and pushing our, our comfort zone, I just threw out there, like, I mean, like a band like Everclear or something. And you were but like, you oh, said I liked Everclear. Yeah, you said it with like disdain, though. You said I it did. more in that tone of like, <laughs> I mean, maybe one day we'll get them. Like, what are you talking about? Like, that was my jam, man. I loved Everclear. I was in really? high school. I did. Really? Oh, I mean, man. Not, not so much like the love that I'm saying. When I use the L word there, I, I, I don't mean it like to the extent that I loved Dr. Dre or Nine Inch Nails. I, so, but it was the whole, like, probably because in 95, like, Santa Monica was the song that I got ready to before going out. And it was just like, it was party music and it had the energy and I'd, I'd sing along to it as I'm getting ready and dousing way too much cool water because everybody <laughs> would, like, drench themselves in cool water. I liked and your I, car. 
That, yes, that was yours. I, I was definitely on the cool water uh, uh, train. So, I mean, probably because I thought I was so cool getting ready <laughs> to go out. I think I associated that with the band. And so, yeah, I loved Everclear. Wow. I this this show's getting more and more interesting because I, I I'm not only rediscovering and talking about stuff from the 90s but we're really like learning stuff about ourselves too and, and one of the things I'm I'm that's really kind of coming into focus with all these exercises is the fact that like obviously taste and opinion is entirely subjective no one can say whether Everclear is objectively good or bad it's a personal case by case taste by taste basis and i'm 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 really like we talked about coolio recently episode three of season two we talked about coolio and it kind of like as part of that process i kind of verbalized that i realized that i'd been defining myself in opposition to things my whole life like like for Everclear, I don't like Everclear because I don't like their image, and I don't like the people that like Everclear, and and I'm into something way cooler and edgier. So you know, screw Everclear. That stuff is is crappy music. But I mean, was 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 Everclear really that popular? I mean, Coolio was like in every single CD Walkman in school. Right. They was weren't Everclear as big as Coolio. Really? No. Yeah, exactly. No. So I mean, no. Yeah. Why you still hold it? What's the hate with you like well that's what I, that's what i'm trying to say that's what i'm trying well, then, to say then explain this to me why did they interject so explain this to me well well as i was just saying um i mean that was my thought when i was in high school that was my defining you know screw Everclear. i, I like edgier stuff primus and nails and tool, tool. and rage but you know not that kind of not poppy. sparkle and fade <laughs> yeah so 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 it's fun to go back now as an adult without as much angst, or I should say a completely different kind of angst now. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not angsty. I mean, that's pretty clear that I have it, but a different kind of angst because it's not like, oh, everybody hates me and I get into trouble and I can't get a girlfriend kind of angst. It's a whole different kind of adult set of angst. So as we're doing these things and going back and relooking at them, I'm able to now sort of objectively look at them through the sober, clear uh, eyes of 40-year-old Adam now. So I, it, I can look at it objectively, listen to it again without any biases or preconceptions, and I have to say, unlike Coolio, where I liked Coolio more than I ever did before, or at least Gangsta's Paradise... I gotta say, I still don't like effing Everclear. I think their music what? sucks. I think their image sucks. Santa, okay, there's, there's two parts to this. You can't tell me Santa Monica was not an awesome song. I can. I can very much say that. That's that's the one that goes do 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 do. Yeah, I was watching okay. the video and listening to the song today. I mean, like it, it's such a good song. That's what I got ready. That was me. No. At like 15, getting ready to go out. I was getting ready to go to parties and all that kind of stuff. That song pumped you up? It's that song pumped me up. and do 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 I know it picks up, but I don't know if you noticed. It, it picks up big time. That do 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 That runs through the whole song, except for the chorus that is like 
just slightly different notes. But it's like got a total of maybe six notes in the whole thing. By the end, thing. they're yelling. They're like like so amped in it by the end. It starts <laughs> subtle. Like I'm putting on my pants to like the subtle dude. And by the end, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready, man. Like, you know, like spraying the final bit of way too many squirts of the of the cool water, cool and, water. and ready to go out man like that Wearing by the time flannel. that song ended yes and it would have been flannel yes. with you know an undershirt you know like the draped open like i want to look like i'm trying a little but i'm still too cool to button it up yeah, yeah. i had all that by the end and of you that wore bling minutes, too didn't you you had you had like an earring and and like gold chains and stuff didn't you I think that was a year later. I think I think that was when I turned 16 and could drive. <laughs> Remember, I was 15. To put this in context, I'm getting ready at 15 and then going, Mom, Dad, can I get a ride to the party? Thanks. <laughs> getting ready, dressed to Everclear Santa Monica. Now, the Santa Monica video, was that the one where they're like on the beach, but there's also he's like talking to her through the door or whatever? He's like I don't remember because here's the thing. This is where I have to admit Mm-hmm. That you are right. Their image does kind of suck. Like I went back and watched some of the music videos, and I was like, okay, yes, not really as great. But that was also the time, though, man. Like the music videos back then, you know, like like Blink One Eighty Two, and like all of these. I mean, Blinks actually were cool because they were comedy, but it had those really bright colors, and everybody had the blonde mm-hmm. hair, and mm-hmm. you know, the mm-hmm. it just. It was very stereotypical. But, but okay, so Art Alexoxis, uh, um, I think that's Greek. <laughs> um, and sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. I, he, he had that bleach blonde hair with the dark eyebrows, and he was twitchy. That's the thing I remember from his videos then and now is, like, how weird and quirky and, like, twitchy, like, cracked out he is. And just, like, he's clearly the front man. He's the founder of the band. And just... I, I hated his image. I hated his presentation, and wasn't a fan of their music. Can you please use a less harsh word than hate? Mm-hmm. I mean, do you really hate him or hate the music or hate like you just it didn't speak to you. You didn't jump on the bandwagon. You were too afraid to let people hug you. You were <laughs> too angsty to you know. You like Tool. You needed you know. You were afraid. I get it. I get it. You were afraid to admit something was okay. You know. No, but not it's everything's not okay. hate. Not everything's okay, hate. Not everything's hate, hate, hate or hate, amazing. Hate, hate. The, Unless the, you're the, still living in, you know, a little bit of that rage against the machine. Remember feeling. the player haters ball that Dave Chappelle did? That that's that's me. I'm at the player haters ball. Okay. Hate, 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 hate. Um, no, I just you're right. Hate is too strong of a word for it. It didn't appeal to me. It rubbed me the wrong way. The guy was twitchy. I didn't care for the music because so much of their music sounded very similar. So Santa Monica's do 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 do. One of their other songs, um, I think it's uh, it's on so much for the afterglow, if I'm not mistaken. But it's 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 and I'm sorry, I don't remember which one. We'll talk about it. I just don't remember what. But it goes, very kind of yeah, sounds. Very I will familiar. buy you a new life. Okay, I'll buy you a new life. Doesn't that sound a lot like? No, father of mine's a different song. Oh yeah. Oh, so sorry, sorry. Father of mine. I will buy you a new life. Those are some he, of my He uses favorites. the same guitar so- tone for everything. And that's fine because you know what? Adam Jones from Tool uses the same guitar so- tone for everything. I don't like his guitar tone. And I don't like the 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 songs that he writes. They're just this too is simple. Where you're They're wrong. too poppy. See, okay. this is where you're wrong. Mm-hmm. 
100%. Hi, Stu. Hi, Luke. Do you fancy doing a podcast covering every segment of every episode of the beloved 90s cartoon Animaniacs? No, I hate Animaniacs. Join me, Luke, the Warner lover, and him, Stu, the Warner resistor, for Animaniacs, covering every segment of every episode of the hit 90s cartoon Animaniacs, as well as its many spin-offs, including comics, video games, and the movie, not to mention the recent reboot. It's gonna be explainy to the max. Oh... Video Death Loop is a podcast where we watch a short video clip on loop until we just can't take it anymore. Along the way, we'll try our best to make each other laugh and to hold out longer than the other guy. You can jump in on any episode, no need to worry about continuity. Check out Video Death Loop on the Greenlit Podcast Network with new episodes every Friday. The stuff that we're talking about right now is their radio hits. Right. And those radio hits, when you listen to the rest of the album, it's like you're listening to an entirely different artist. It's almost like their commercial hits were either written or produced or put together by either the machine or that was something that needed to happen. Because you listen to I Will Buy You a New Life or Father of Mine on So Much for uh, for the Afterglow, but then you listen to any of the other tracks, they are mostly all extremely rock heavy okay. in comparison. Okay. So what everybody was listening to, like, yeah, these radio hits, these are great. Listen, right. I'm getting ready to go to a party. I'm Chad. <laughs> all the other songs that... Yes. that, that you might have liked those songs. Interesting. Like, like if you were to listen to those way harder, way okay. harder heavy on the on the guitar, on, on the bass. I mean, everything was... All, it wasn't Rage Against the Machine, of course. No, it wasn't, no, no, no. It wasn't. I mean, I would never put them in a category of some of the amazing artists that I know you and I both love, like sure. Rage and, and Tool. And yeah, they're stuff. more like Bush or whatever. It, yeah, but, but harder than Bush and mm-hmm. less whiny. You know, like mm-hmm. even like Don't Bush, let which the days I like. Go by. God, dude, take a <laughs> yes. dump. Just pinch that one off, man. You're sounding really constipated there. Uh, so <laughs> yes, most of the other uh, uh, the yeah. other songs okay, were a lot harder. That's a good point. Let me build off that. Well, thank you for pointing that out. I will admit, I ha- I did not listen to so much uh, for the Afterglow or or the one that preceded it. I just listened to the five or so singles that everyone knows: "Father of Mine," "I Will Buy You a New Life," "Everything to Everyone," "Santa Monica." And their first hit, and, and this is, I'm picking up on the point you just made. Their first hit ever, their first single was Heroin Girl. And that came from Sparkle and Fade. And Heroin Girl was their first video. And and I, I had never heard it before, before preparing for this. And it is the best ever clear song I have ever heard of the, of the five. And, and it has balls and it has like, it, it has rock. And the video is actually really cool because it was their first one. And I guess they, according to the YouTube comments, just put out a, a flyer or a notice in the local paper like, hey, we're shooting this video. And like all these kids cut class and they're like, they are rocking out with this huge group of kids behind them. Like the drummers, like having to push people away and it had a great energy and was very, very musical and more sonically complex than just do, 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 do. So I am, I am, I I thought that was a product that they started out hard and edgy and they, they became more mainstream and popular. And that is what I'm hearing, but you know what? I'm going to judge you by their big hits. Here's the, here's the irony in what you're saying though. Hmm. Is that so? What they wanted to be was hard rock. Kind of it sounds punk-ish, like ish, you know, punk vibe. 
Well, yeah, I mean, like a punk rock, like a yeah, a, yeah. yeah, 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 more like a punk rock. You're right. Yeah, but here's Not the thing: pop. Sparkle and Fade, mm-hmm. in its entirety as an album, mm-hmm. is still way softer than than their next one. Than so much for the Afterglow. So mm-hmm. it's like Heroin Girl is, I think, where they wanted to be, and that yeah. became awesome. And then they must have gotten the studio involved, who were like, you know what? Let's get some radio hits and let's get some of this and that. Then probably softened it up a little bit of them, a little bit of a little bit for the studio. And then by 1997, they must have had a little bit more control because they have a couple of those. I mean, everything to everyone, father of mine, I'll buy you a new life. And then every other track is back to more like heroin girl. Hmm. So I don't know how this is the how do you define that? Because most of the music we love and listen to and we talk about, they they might progress. It might go from poppier or softer into heavier and harder and then change as time goes on or vice versa. But they're kind of like all over the place here. They, they, they are. I, I, going back to what you said, well, you haven't listened to it. Look, I heard four of their big singles. You heard... Uh, everything to everyone so many times back in the in the late 90s and and so yes totally. i mean i am going to judge whether or not i'm going to listen to a full album by maybe not one single but if i've got four singles that i all think don't appeal to me i'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt and listen to the full cd i'm certainly not going to buy it so i feel I, to your point, I'll listen to that maybe someday and do a little supplemental Adam exclusive on it or something. But, I mean, I don't feel bad by judging them by these songs that they choose to show and highlight to the world. So what you're telling right now to every, I just, I'm going to paraphrase what you just said. Adam Wince, everyone, because I want you to, to note the difference in voice. <laughs> Adam Wince is telling all of the Everclear fans that are, that are listening to this show that he will judge you based on the radio hits. But when it comes to Nine Inch Nails or the things that we love, you if you're not on the same page. Nope, nope, nope. That's overstating it. (laughs) First of all, remember, I don't hate anything. I I, I change that. And I'm also saying it doesn't appeal to me. So let's just say that. But the it's different because the reason we got into Nine Inch Nails is because their singles were good. The Wish single is what prompted me to go out and buy their stuff and then i heard their other stuff so if if, if their first Fair one enough. was some crappy single i may not have ever become a fan of nails but i mean then closer would have come out and other songs you know we're in this together let's just say this if the only nine inch nail song i ever heard was we're in this together now from the fragile that was like super poppy and just kind of straight ahead generic rock i would say compared to the rest of their work. Sure, of course. I don't know if I would have become, I don't know if I, that song alone would have caused me to buy the album. So so I can, I mean, I know about their other songs because they had good ones to, to judge by. So All that right, is a fair enough. Different. Okay, okay. I, I overly stated it. I just, you know, you know. It was also a product. This band was very much a product. Like art was uh, art, meaning the singer, songwriter, guitarist, and frontman, uh, Art <laughs> Alexoxis, was was does legitimately tried to to form a band to to write singles and and make songs and and that's fine i mean that's what his intent was like i think he had kids and stuff and he needed to put food on the table so i don't begrudge him that is that is that is that a fact this is my glean from from what i have read and my reading through the lines 
I so mean, basically, he, so basically, he he went at it to put money in the pocket or as a business rather mm -hmm. than for just the art. love of the art of it. But I'm sure he was an artist, and that, but that, that, all of this discussion probably explains why his pop hits were the pop hits. The hits, the songs I know them by are the, they're putting their best foot forward because they're trying to sell a product. When down, deep down inside, he was also an artist. Because I know from Heroin Girl, he's capable of decent songwriting and interesting mus musicianship. Sure. So I think he probably, you know, yeah, it was very much, we're a product. He, he, very he much tried like 311 to, he tried decided to sell hard. out. Yeah, he yeah. tried too hard to be what he needed to be to guarantee the sale of records, which must have worked because let's be honest, he just had an album in 2015 and mm. there's like three or four or five others <laughs> post 2000 that we're not even going to yeah. talk about. Right. So the like, <laughs> I literally thought it ended in 1997 when, when, when. You know, when it was like, no, I'm not talking about the booze. I'm talking about the band. I was like, yeah. I want to check this out. And I want to go back and relive some of this. And literally anything past 1997, I, I had no idea it existed, period. So all this time, he's actually been this secret musical genius. And I just didn't appreciate it. I just, I was angsty. 16-year-old Adam Wentz was, had too much angst and wanted to reject things and never gave it a chance. You know, I'm glad that as we've gone through season two so far, that, that you've <laughs> opened your mind just a bit more to reflecting on, on truths that are buried deep beneath you that you haven't uncovered in over 20 years. That's awesome. This show is like my therapist couch. I mean, I, I, this is, this is, I'm, I'm just discovering Adam. I'm not rediscovering stuff from the 90s. I'm discovering stuff about myself. And that's, you, you know, I would love for this show for us to be able to do live stuff or something because I want to hear other people in real time like chime in on this kind of thing. That would be I, awesome. I, I, I would love to get the, because this, I don't want it to just be about our personal experiences and our personal opinions. All, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, everything we're doing is an attempt to like engage conversation. We want you to share your experiences then and now how has your opinion changed over time if it has and 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 what was your relationship with all the things we're talking about then and now absolutely because right now what we can say is that adam discovered heroin girl for the first time and went wow it wasn't all santa monica and right. then on the flip side i just admitted what i already knew that chad at 14 15 years old loved listening to santa monica before going out <laughs> and i learned nothing else <laughs>